Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, welcome back. So today I want to take some time to talk about a recent report from shiftgold.com. Of course, written or not written by, but shiftgold owned, run by uh, Peter Schiff, which I'm sure many of you guys are familiar with. Uh, and this is talking about a note uh, recently written by Goldman Sachs to their clients, uh, talking about many different things, including a recent trend that they've observed of generally wealthy people moving a large amount of their money into gold. And, and what's really notable about this is not just gold ETFs, such as GLD, which is uh, like nails on a chalkboard to, to a lot of us uh, in, in the real money world, but gold money moving into gold being stored in, in what they call non-transparent gold investments. So what we're talking about here basically is, is vaults most of this vault uh, storage of gold, which which is better. Um, I, you guys know my, my philosophy on this, that, that I think for the average person, physical gold in their own possession, whether it's in their own house, buried in their backyard, or some way in, in that they have access to is, is much, much better than having it vaulted. I understand for the ultra-wealthy, that's not always... Uh, super realistic but that's what we're talking about here is vaulting gold and so what you see in 2019 especially in the you know since the midway maybe since the the end of the first quarter of 2019 you see an increase in in gold uh in in gold etfs to the tune of maybe 300 400 uh tons of of gold build uh, building in these ETFs, basically money flowing into these ETFs. Therefore, in theory, these ETFs should be spending that money on gold to to back the uh, the shares of of GLD or whatever ETF we're talking about here. However, what we've seen in the uh, uh, non transparent gold investment accounts, again we're talking vaults here, has has dwarfed that figure in the realm of, of 1,500 tons since uh, it, it finally went positive uh, around uh, the second half of 2016. So to put that in perspective, since the 20, second half of 2016, we've seen, again, gold ETF, their overall net change in, in inventory has built in the ballpark of 400 tons. For uh, vault holdings of gold has increased by... Uh, roughly 1,500 tons, right? Over a three-fold increase compared to, to ETS. And, and what's really important, I think, is that assuming these vaults are on the up and up and, and they're not um, a fractional reserve system or anything like that, which I'm sure is true for many of these vaults, um, that, I think, is more easily transmitted to the actual gold market versus gold ETFs buying gold. Which, which I think is, is much uh, much more of a uh, 
I don't know, a nefarious act. That's not even the right word, right? Nefarious, but 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 a little bit more sketchy. There's there's not as much uh, trust there that ETFs are actually buying the gold that supposedly backs their their shares, um, and and I think there's it's it's much easier to use rehypothecated gold or, or paper gold, basically using gold to back these ETFs that is in turn also potentially held by someone else. And I know I'm making just baseless accusations here, but but the point of what I'm saying is that. If you, I'll, I'll put it this way, if, if you want to have your gold vaulted somewhere, you want proof that, that you're the one that owns it and you're, you're the only one that owns it. And so vaults, they go through a lot of hoops. They jump through a lot of hoops. They, they oftentimes uh, offer a, a lot of, of proof that that's the case, right? Whether it's uh, easy and simple delivery of your meadows or, or you know, they, they have it heavily audited, uh, segregated accounts, et cetera. ETFs don't really do that. They just say, look, it's it's here. We, we have it housed at such and such place. Don't worry about it. You, you're buying this because, uh, well, well, not to take delivery because you can't take delivery with most of these gold ETFs, most notably the big ones like GLD or, or its silver equivalent, SLV, right? Um, what, what's great about this, as this article points out, is, is gold is not something that has to be a, a wealthy thing. Wealthy in the sense that it's only for the 1%. Furthermore, I think that if this is what the 1% are, are doing, moving into gold, physical gold, albeit in a vault, maybe the rest of us should, should take heed and, and follow suit. We should be looking to protect our wealth as well. Uh, you know, As I said, since the, the second half of, of 2016, the amount of gold flowing into these accounts has has been very sizable and, and fairly consistent. Much like the amount of gold being bought by central banks around the world has been sizable and fairly consistent. China, Russia, uh, I forget if it's Kazakhstan or Kyrgyzstan, uh, and many other countries, and, and their, their hoarding of, of gold, their purchasing of gold reserves. So, I mean, at what point do we realize that, you know, if this is what the wealthy are doing, if this is what central banks and governments are doing, if this is what big banks and J.P. Morgan, in the case of silver, are doing, hoarding precious metals, why wouldn't we do that as well? It's, it's a hedge, ultimately, for, for many of these countries and for many of these wealthy investors. It's a hedge, whether it be against inflation, whether it be against geopolitical risk, whatever it is. It's a hedge, and, and I think it's an appropriate hedge. I mean, you know what I think? The average American could use a hedge right about now. The average uh, European just oftentimes does not have that hedge. They have risk that they, for all intents and purposes, cannot and will not take off the table. The inherent risk in uh, the, the, the general, generally accepted uh, ways to save for retirement, whether it's cash in a bank account or uh, a 401k, or an IRA, or a pension, or whatever other fund that they're using to, to save for retirement, there's risk in that. There's inflationary risk, especially with the, the uh, um, interest-yielding things like, like certificates of deposits, or bonds, or cash, cash in a bank account, cash on your mattress. There's still inflationary risk with that. But additionally, there's also the risk 
of, of assets dropping in value. I'm, I'm looking at used stocks and private equity and, and commercial real estate, right? There's always a risk of that as well. And there's also a ton of counterparty risk, a ton of counterparty risk not only at your local bank, but a huge amount of counterparty risk with, with pension funds that they ultimately go insolvent. There's a level of counterparty risk with 401ks. You know, there's a ton of reasons to hedge, and yet the average American doesn't even understand the importance of hedging, right? They're, they're hedge. I mean, they're, they're taught. They're, 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 this idea is reinforced over and over again that, that we don't need a hedge, that the best way to invest is to invest without a hedge. The best way to invest is to buy stocks and hold them. That's not a hedge, right? You're literally just using decades of time as a hedge. That's a lazy way of hedging, right? But, but honestly, even that isn't enough because it doesn't take into consideration counterparty risk, insolvency, doesn't take into account mass amounts of inflation, nor does it take into account a potentially long-lasting bear market. So hedge up, my friends. Obviously, don't take this as investment advice. Just one man's opinion. But hedging is is the name of the game for us right now. Um, and 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 who knows what it's for? Who knows how it's ultimately going to end? I have a ton of hypotheses, theories on how it's all going to go down. I think there's going to be some common themes, including inflation including, uh, as I said, insolvency, a realization of counterparty risk, all of that, right? Um, and hedges is, is just that, a hedge. A hedge probably shouldn't be 100% of your position, but again, do what you want with your money. If it's 100% silver, then go for it. But what I'm saying here, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply here is that the average American, the average person doesn't understand the importance of a hedge. It's been hammered into the head that they do not need a hedge, that time is their hedge. And and I think I've said hedge enough for, for one podcast today. So I hope you enjoyed this update today. Have a great weekend. As always, thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in and God bless.